Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So today we are talking about self-sabotage and this is something I've talked about on the podcast before because it's a really, really common struggle and what I tend to see with people who are looking to lose weight is that there's a, a common pattern that happens and generally it starts with finding something that you feel is going to work, so finding a diet plan finding um, some coaching, finding something that you feel like, yes, this could help me lose weight. And like really jumping into that enthusiastically and like it's new, it's fresh, it's interesting. So you get the recipe books, you kind of, you clear out your cupboards, you have a really good start. And then it goes well maybe for the first week or two. And then things start to get in the way. And you might find that you begin to lose motivation. You might find that just something unexpected happens in that day and so you eat something that you hadn't planned and then you feel guilty and you feel like you've you've ruined it, you failed and so you start to eat again and that leads to, to a day of overeating, a day of eating stuff that you, you end up wishing you hadn't and then it's really hard to get back on track. It might be that you go to a social event and find that you end up just overindulging and it's really hard to get back to the routine after. It could be like a really stressful day or week and you get to the end of it and you're like, oh God, I just need to order a pizza. And it's, you've already got the healthy stuff in the fridge. Like you could eat a, a nutritious meal, but you want to just order that pizza or get a bottle of wine or a massive bar of chocolate or all of those things. And then you end up indulging in that moment and it feels like such a relief and you can kind of zone out and enjoy that food, that drink, but then you start to feel guilty and then you kind of realise that, oh, like, crap, I've ruined it. And then you end up having those days after where it's like a real struggle to get back on track and you might feel like you need to be really good the next day and try and like cut everything back, try and restrict yourself, try and eat super healthy, light stuff to compensate for what you had the day before. But then that becomes a struggle as well. And it's very common then to to just start craving all those foods and to maybe get the taste for those foods, like crave sugar more. And it's just a really difficult time. It often results in this cycle of kind of trying to be really good and then messing things up and feeling like you've failed because you've eaten some sugar and then that leads to eating more and then there's a few days off track and then you try and be really good again and it's just a really tiring cycle to be in and it's a really common one so if you're noticing this like you're not alone and self-sabotage basically holds most people back from reaching their weight loss goals and one of the reasons it happens is because often we have these underlying thoughts and beliefs that cause us to sabotage at some point because they influence our feelings and our actions so there's a cycle that kind of creates the actions that we take it starts with our thoughts and our beliefs and we're often not that aware of what we think and believe like we have something like 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them are just subconscious kind of stuff in the background our brain's kind of filtering out stuff. We might not even notice that we're thinking these things. Um, 
and often like they're hidden away in the depths of our brains and they're just kind of chattering away in the background these often negative thoughts like I'm not going to do this I, I never get there I, I always get to a certain point and then I mess up um, I'm just destined to be this way I like food too much I haven't got any willpower I always fail that there's lots of negative chatter that we can accumulate over the years and it can just be there kind of playing in the background and when we have these kind of thoughts and maybe beliefs that we're never going to get to that goal, we're never going to achieve what we want, we're not good enough, we're not motivated enough, all these things can be there. And when you're thinking and believing that, whether you're conscious of it or not, it will influence how you feel. So that's where you start to feel like you've lost motivation or you feel like really tempted to eat all these foods, maybe because there's that thought of, well, I shouldn't be eating those foods. Like if I'm going to lose weight, I need to cut all those foods out, which then makes you want them more. And those feelings then, because they're driven by these these negative thoughts, the feelings are not good. The feelings are feelings of maybe um, a bit of anxiety, maybe feeling a bit deprived, like feeling like you want to just relax and eat these foods that you enjoy. And so the feelings will create actions. They will influence what we do. And you can resist feelings for a period of time, but it's very draining to do that. So if there's thoughts kind of fueling how you feel and you're just trying to focus on how you feel and resist, 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 eventually you will give in because you'll be tired, you'll be worn down. And so you'll take the easiest action. Your brain will want to do what it knows and it will go to the habit of food is comfort. Food is like relief. It just feels great in the moment to have that, to relax, to unwind to give in to the cravings and just not have to think about anything else, not have to resist the feelings, not have to process the feelings, just eat the food. But then you know that after that becomes the guilt and the cycle starts again. So if this is a pattern that happens for you, what I wanna get you to do is to really start to examine the thoughts and beliefs that you have when it comes to food, to weight loss, and to your your body as well. So we often have negative beliefs automatically because of the society we live in, because of kind of how we're brought up to to be self-deprecating and we're exposed to like so many amazing bodies on social media, we're exposed to the highlight reel of other people's lives. So we tend to think quite poorly of ourselves and we may have had like years of experience of diets as well where it's just not worked. Like we've we've chosen unsustainable plans. Um, we've been kind of fed these these diets that, try to make it sound amazing but they're not and so we've then developed like an unhealthy unhappy relationship with food and so it all gets a bit kind of messed up and it's hard to to really understand what's going on until you start to write these things down so if you took a piece of paper and you wrote down some of your most common thoughts around these three topics so starting with food when you think about food what are your most common thoughts around it when it comes to maybe food and weight loss? Like, do you think I shouldn't eat these foods? Um, do you think maybe I don't want to waste food and that's why you end up overeating at times? Um, there could be so many other stories. So what do you think when it comes to food? And then moving on to weight loss. For each of these, by the way, I want to get you to think of maybe your top five most common thoughts. So just have a think about what comes up for you. And you don't have to get this perfect because when people sit down to do tasks like this, often like your mind will go blank. And then you'll be like, well, I don't know what I think. Like, I'm not sure. 
in that situation, just have a guess. Like always have a guess. Don't let your brain just come up with, I don't know, because that won't help you. You have got the knowledge in there. And when you allow yourself to have a guess and maybe be wrong, that will open the door to kind of finding what you do think. So write down anything that comes up. And once you start, you're likely to kind of find things that you do think and more kind of answers to the question. And you can't get it wrong. Just write down whatever comes up. So you've got food. Then we're going on to what you think about weight loss. So one thing that people often think with weight loss is like, I don't have enough time to focus on this. And we have this idea that we need to be like really focused. We have to clear the decks, have all the time and all the, the kind of mental energy, nothing else happening in life. We have to fully focus and be really regimented. And that never is going to happen in real life, right? So often that is what we think though. We think, well, I don't have enough time. So that could be one. There could be other ones like, um, I never get to my weight loss goal. I always mess up at some point or it's too hard. Like, there's numerous thoughts again with that one. That might be an easier one to come up with some ideas. So write down at least your top five most common thoughts about weight loss. Bear in mind, some of these could be positive as well. Like they don't always have to be negative. It's just likely that most of them are unhelpful if you're in the pattern of self-sabotage. But be open to just finding like, what do I think? What do I think most often about this? Because the most common thoughts you have will influence what you do. And the third one is, what do I think about my body? So you might have thoughts like, I don't like my body, like my body is not good enough. I I hate my legs or my stomach or my arms. And we're so negative about our bodies in general. Again, often because we're exposed to kind of unrealistic images on social media. um, And we're generally, we're not brought up to appreciate and value and love the body we have. So write down the thoughts you have about your body as well. And when you've got at least five thoughts in each of those three categories, then we want to start to change and create new and better thoughts and stories is what I'm going to call it. So when I call it a story, I don't mean something that we we make up, but it's something that our brain likes to play. It's a story that we have in our head that we, we just think and believe automatically. So your old stories are what you've written down so far. So your old stories around food, around weight loss and around your body are all those thoughts that you've listed, your most common thoughts that you have. They're just the stories that are playing in the background or sometimes that are playing really loud speaker in your mind. What we wanna do then for each of those stories is to create a new story that you get to think and believe. And the new story, it wants to be something obviously positive and empowering, something that you can kind of believe as well is really important. So you can do this in a way of like trying to make make the best possible story you can think of so around weight loss for example you could write down a new story of I find it really easy to lose weight and that can be true like that could be a good story to have but if that feels like totally unrealistic then what you can do is use a ladder thought and ladder thoughts are just starting with the thought that you have at the bottom and imagining like the very best thought you could have is at the top of the ladder there might be a big gap between the two. So a ladder thought is just like the next rung up the ladder. What's something slightly more positive and empowering than what you currently think, but it's also still kind of believable for your brain. And once you kind of move on to that next rung of the ladder and practice that thought, then you can move up again to the the rung after that. And you're kind of working your way up to the best thoughts you could think. So if you find it hard to really believe like the most positive empowering ones, just start with something slightly better and move your way up gradually. 
but a few examples of old stories and new stories could be around for example if your old story is like I don't want to waste food and that's why you often end up overeating your new story could be something like I don't want to waste another day overeating I don't want to waste my time eating food that then makes me feel rubbish because it was too much that's a different perspective to have that could be something that in those moments when you're tempted to overeat repeating that to yourself feels oh yeah that's what I want to do that's powerful that's a shift that I want to make and it can just stop you in your tracks in that moment another example could be when we're talking about weight loss and thinking I, I don't have time the new story could be weight loss doesn't require any more time it, it just requires decisions about hunger and fullness like am I hungry yes or no am I full yes or no it's literally like the same amount of time it could even save you time because you're going to save time overeating you're going to stop sooner you're going to feel better have more energy it can create more time so those are just a couple of examples but I really encourage you to do this so write down those old stories and then write down what's a new better version of that something that I can believe something that I want to believe in each of those and when you have your new stories then it's really important to start practicing them regularly because in those moments when we're tired and we're stressed and we're overwhelmed and we've had a hard day we're just craving food maybe it's like it's your time of the month or you slept really badly the kids are just being really annoying and um, people are getting on your nerves so many things could be happening that just drain your mental energy and in those moments that's when you're tempted to overeat and that's when it's really hard to access helpful thoughts in our conscious brain so we need to practice those thoughts ahead of time on the regular like every day so that when you need them they're there you've practiced them you've created a bit of a mental loop in your brain already there's a pathway your brain can follow and it will go down that much much easier if you have put it into place like through practice and repetition so we don't want to just write these new stories and then think oh that was good and then just close the notebook and kind of forget about it we want to be practicing them daily so reading the new story and really starting to imagine like what would it feel like if I was thinking this in this new way if I was maybe thinking about my body and instead of thinking I hate my stomach I hate my legs we started to think I'm grateful for the body I have my job is to nurture and nourish and protect this body I have what if we were feeling like yeah I want to be fit and healthy and strong and imagining like what does that look like not just I want to I need to lose weight I should lose weight instead we're thinking I want to be the best version of myself I want to feel happy and healthy and energized how do I do that what's the next best decision I can make changing that perspective reframing those thoughts is so so powerful to do so when you have those new positive empowering stories it automatically will make you feel better even if you don't feel like amazing it will help you feel better than the old stories did and that will result in you taking better actions and you'll give yourself more ammunition and more power and fuel to go for the right thing at the right time and when you're then taking more consistent great actions obviously you start to create results and you get this positive cycle starting to appear so anywhere where you self-sabotage notice like what are the thoughts that go on around that situation really dig deep into that moment maybe look back at as well when you've if you have an experience where you you come home you overeat or you binge eat like you have a, just a time when you think damn like I really messed up there I ate way too much I don't feel good for that 
what we often do in that situation is just judge ourselves, like feel really bad, beat ourselves up, shower ourselves with guilt and shame and regret, and then we try and forget about it. And we don't take the lesson that's so valuable to take. There will be something in there, in every single experience that you have where it didn't go to plan, it's a really valuable lesson. It's something that in the long run can help you get to the, the goal and stay there because you took the lesson. But what we often do is just feel guilty, try and ignore what we did after we've spent way too long beating ourselves up. We just try and forget and we move on. But then because we didn't look back, we didn't analyse what happened because we were too busy feeling ashamed about it, we then miss the really valuable opportunity to think, hang on a second, like what led to that? What was I thinking? Like what were the what were the circumstances around it? Like was I tired? Like, did I need to get to bed earlier? Um, was I interpreting something in a in a negative way and then kind of ruminating on those thoughts and feeling really bad about it? Uh, did I just not prepare myself well enough? Like did I not plan my food that day so I left myself open to of being hungry and really craving something and then I overate for that reason like what was it what happened if you can look back on those situations and you can write down what it was without the guilt without the judgment just being really curious about it a good analogy is like a scientist versus a judge like very often we we are the judge of those situations and we judge ourselves and we we just sentence ourselves to feeling really guilty and then when we've done our time we come out of prison and we just go back to the normal routine. Instead of that, if you can look at it like a scientist and you can analyse and you can try and seek to understand what happened and why, and just be really like, detective is another way of looking at it, be a detective so you're you're not emotionally invested in it, you're just observing the situation. You can kind of extract yourself from the emotions and just look with curiosity and interest at what happened. When you do that, you can find lessons in there. You can find something that will help you out in a future situation. And if you can take that lesson, if you can apply that next time and you notice the same kind of situation arising and you do something different as a result of what you learned previously, then you've turned it into a win and you've created progress. You've put yourself in the right position to do better next time. And that's all we need to do, just keep doing a bit better next time and building on that. 1% better is a really, really powerful way to do things because that leads you to incredible results over time and it builds consistency. So looking back, learning, like what can you take from it? What can you implement next time? That will help you around self-sabotage. So we're looking at these two things in this podcast. We've looked at changing the stories that you have. First of all, finding the stories, finding the old unhelpful negative stories and writing them down. And then writing a better version, a new story to tell yourself for each one of those unhelpful thoughts. And then we're also looking at when these situations happen where you do overeat. Remember, it's perfectly normal. Everyone does. It's part of the process. If you learn from it, you give yourself so many valuable tools to help you in the future. If you feel guilty and you just try to move on, you're going to repeat the pattern because you haven't learned what you needed to learn from that. So taking what you can implementing that next time what can you do better how can you make that happen that will lead you to building on what you've learned making progress doesn't ever have to be perfect but I cannot emphasize how powerful this tool is when I'm working with clients the ones who are willing to learn the ones who will happily look back not feel guilty but just write stuff down 
and try to take something from it that they then put into action next time, they are the ones who make amazing progress. The, the ones who are in the habit of feeling guilty and beating themselves up, I work with them to change that and I really, really encourage them to start to think differently. And when they do that, that is really, really powerful. But I speak to so many people who just stay stuck in that cycle of guilt, 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 and never quite taking anything useful. And the guilt is is useless, but the lesson is so useful. If you can take that and move on and be kind and compassionate to yourself at the same time, swap the guilt for just interest, curiosity, and also self-compassion. The only way you will improve is if you're on your own side and if you're looking to help yourself out. You can't help yourself when you're beating yourself over the head for for doing something that you seem to what you think is really wrong. Nothing is wrong, nothing is bad. It's just helpful to take a useful lesson and then keep going. If you do that, then you will create amazing progress. You will start to rewrite the stories. You will create new and better patterns. And those old habits, and that's generally all they are, is just habits we've built up over time. Usually food is a coping mechanism for, for some sort of stress or anxiety or emotion that we feel. But when you've uncovered that and you've started to put different things in place, you create new habits. The old ones, they just get practiced less and they start to fade. And if you can practice and really reward yourself as well mentally for practicing the new habit, that's kind of the final key to this because we get a hit of dopamine when we eat and drink like things we enjoy. And that's another reason why we can self-sabotage is because our brains know that that kind of food, that drink, that alcohol, like all those things that are delicious and relaxing, like we love them because of that, because they are delicious and they are relaxing and they give us a hit of dopamine. Our brains love that. They don't think about the consequences after. They just think, well, that makes me feel good. And when I don't feel great, I know that food and drink is an easy solution. So we need to replace the dopamine from the food and drink with something else that gives us that same dopamine, that same feel good factor. And that can come from our thoughts again. Like if you get to a point where you have made a positive change and you've practiced your new story and you notice that you would have overeaten before, uh, but you stop yourself, like you do something different. That's when you need to be rewarding yourself mentally by really feeling good about that. Like congratulating yourself, feeling proud, looking for all the wins that you create around your weight loss, around anything in life, looking for the good that you do the wins that you achieve when we do that when we notice that we're doing well and we we let ourselves feel proud and we encourage ourselves and we look for how we're progressing that makes us feel great because as humans like we're designed to want to improve and progress and see ourselves making that progress it feels good and we we love that like that is our human brain getting rewarded in a really positive way so if you can be like your own biggest cheerleader and you're you're constantly looking for just how did I do better today? What did I do well? And really thinking about those things. That will help you massively as well. So you'll get a hit of dopamine from feeling good about what you've done. And the more you do that and the more consistency you build, the more you'll start to believe in yourself as well. You'll start to see that you're someone who keeps her promises to herself, that you're someone who's striving to improve. And looking back on that, looking at what you've learned and what you've put in place and how you're achieving things and you're moving forward, all of that creates progress on the scales. But more importantly, it creates progress mentally and you just gain confidence over time. So it's really, really powerful to do.
So hope that helps, that's it for today. So to recap, why we self-sabotage is often to do with the stories and beliefs that we have in our brain. So one really useful thing you can do is to write those stories down. Take some time to think about the most common thoughts that you have around yourself and when it comes to food, weight loss and your body. And then write down some new stories. What do you wanna think and feel and believe? And then practice when you experience overeating, binging, like a bad day, looking at that as a a scientist or a detective, not a judge. Looking just with interest and curiosity and self-compassion to find like what happened, what can I learn from that? What did I do? What was going on? What can I take from that experience that will help out my future self? And then moving on to just noticing all the wins that you create, noticing all the good things that you do and really rewarding your brain with that hit of dopamine from the progress that you make. So you're noticing patterns, you're changing them, you're creating a new pathway in the brain and you're rewarding yourself for that consistently by thinking good thoughts, thinking positive, empowering, encouraging thoughts about you and noticing the the progress that you make. And it won't be perfect, like you will have times when it feels like it's not working, you have times when you've done really well and then suddenly it feels like it's all fallen apart. That's completely normal. If you keep going, if you look back on that and just take any lessons you can, put all those things back in place. If anything slipped, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you started to to not plan your day as well, anything else you can think of that you just need to bring up again, all that is okay. It will slip at times because there's so many things going on in daily life. But just bring that back up and keep going and you'll be amazed at how far you can go with this and how you can change your patterns over time. So I hope that helps. If you have any thoughts or questions, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to drop me an email, hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk. Check out my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk for lots of blogs and to get in touch. Um, Feel free to follow me on social media. The links will be in the show notes. And thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.